0: Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show
1: where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. The Transformers are getting beastly. There's another Fast and Furious spin-off on the horizon and there will be yet another Snow White movie.
0: Who's keen to return to Smallville? Supernatural lives on and the Trinity Killer returns. But before all that, trailer talk. And let's start with a movie featuring a character that I've just realised I've been saying it wrong all these years. No. I, yes, yes. I've been, I've been saying Shang-Chi. Of course, I'm talking about the movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: Shang-Chi. Honestly. Shang. Everybody's saying No. That. Everybody. crazy. <laughs> Everybody. Maybe it's like that symbiote problem we had with Venom. Maybe, maybe the movie's wrong. But this is people working <laughs> on it, so I'm kind of like, I'm more
0: inclined to trust them. But for years, <laughs> and, and even on this podcast, we've been saying Shang-Chi. I like this and is they,
1: breaking news. <laughs> the, the,
0: the correct pronunciation is Shang-Chi. I mean, we're supposed to be talking about the trailer, so let's get that out of the way. Yes. Like what we we're just talking about there. We've got a brand new trailer. We see a lot of new stuff here. I'm getting the feeling I'm not saying Marvel are concerned, but maybe the thinking not enough people are interested in this movie. They it's not uncommon when you get to the final trailer, which I'm thinking this is because we're so close to getting the movie. They is this trailer us,
1: one. Is it really? I think that's what right, I think that, actually that's what well, YouTube says. Actually. actually it doesn't feel like trailer one. It had, we had that, that first teaser that I was like, eh, I'm not super excited. It felt very samey to things we've seen before. You know, there's a fight on a bus or a train or whatever. It's, like, it's well, a boss. We've done it. But do you know we've what? Bus, you right? are sure. absolutely right. This
0: is the trailer first one. full trailer. And do, it feels trailer. like it's maybe like it feels like a final trailer. Maybe that's why I was thinking it. Whether, but do like, you know what? Hey,
1: this... We're going to show you all these things. Come and see this movie, please. Do you, know, do you know what? I, I, this trailer was so much better than that teaser for me, anyway. I'm, I'm now like, oh, now I'm excited. This looks, this looks fun, and, and I'm trying not to say excited again. Um, this looks fun. This looks it does. Like there's, it, there's a bit more yeah. going on. Yeah, and you know, and it just it broadens
0: the MCU, doesn't it? Like there's there's more characters than the ones that we spent time with, and we're going to get outside the US. We did eat for Black Panther, of course. But for the most part, we don't. So it's good that we're spending time in different areas of the world within the MCU. But interestingly, I heard (laughs) so much about Abomination featuring in this trailer before I actually watched it. It was like, wow, that's interesting. So when you're watching the trailer, and Kevin Feige has come out and confirmed this, it's like an underground fight ring. And fighting, you've got Abomination and Wong. From Doctor Strange. They're just going Is out. it
1: Wong? Is it Wong? Confirmed I didn't realise it. was Kevin Feige. I, mean, I say it all the time. the Asian folks, we all look the same. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, but, but no, I didn't know it was Wong. It is, um, yeah. Feige he... himself has, has confirmed it. And this is
0: Abomination, a character we have not seen since The Incredible Hulk, the second MCU movie. Although now, a more comic-accurate abomination. Like, he's... Is more reptilian like, and he's got like the like the fins. Looks pretty cool, but again, I mean, it's the first, suck. yes, it's the first trailer, and they're like, hey, look at all the fun stuff we've got in our movie. We've got connections to other movies. We've got characters from other movies.
1: It well, feels I don't like
0: think it feels overall, uh, a little bit like the Reaching, but like you, I do think this looks good, and of course, I'll be watching it at the movies.
1: I don't think they they've I don't think they've shown too much in terms of like sometimes when you you know when you get to like that third trailer that's where you get like that real heavy story beat kind of trailer I don't think there was too much of that yet because if you were like what's the story of this I'm like I don't really know so that's good I know that I know, you know what I'm like is you know yeah, is, yeah no, it's, yeah, no it's, but I get what you it this way they're, they're, they're putting stuff in this. Marketing wise, to get bums in seats, they you might not, and which yeah.
0: isn't a thing the MCU normally needs to do. Trailer mm. two, I am not going to see that trailer. I'm definitely not going to see a trailer three, because again, I do. I'm going to stand by it. We get, we see more in this first trailer than they'd normally shows.
1: Mate, you're lucky you even got me watching trailer one. Um, for the, for the exact reason of I don't trust marketing teams, um, anymore, in no matter what studio. But um, you know, I was still a little bit of like oh, I'm still really curious about this movie, so that's why I was like I'm I'm keen to watch this this trailer one. So let's um, both but, stop at
0: trailer one, and then we'll just watch the movie. And
1: of look, course, doesn't it come out? Does it come Ray out like a week after Black Widow or something? I feel like no, this is so close. This movie, oh, actually.
0: Oh, my perception of like. time is all off at the moment because I feel like, <laughs> like Hollywood now. Instead of having a twelve-month theatrical window, they've got six months, and we're getting everything. <laughs> it's within six months we're getting four. Everything of comes MCU out in movies. July,
1: doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it it's is not
0: crazy. crazy. I mean, it's Eternals not. is November, Spider-Man in December, maybe August. I don't know. Like, I, th- I think <laughs> where does it fit? It's coming out very soon. But let's move on to the next trailer. I'd never heard of it before. The poster looked pretty cool. I'm talking about Jolt. Kate Beckinsale lets her uncontrollable rage loose in this trailer.
1: You know what? This looks, this looks like somewhat of some, some kind of fun. It looks kind of fun. Kate I've
0: got to be honest. I like Kate Beckinsale. I do. Yeah, yeah. And it's a prime video movie. It's going to be on Amazon. So I'm like, That's the what? appeal. That's the appeal. <laughs> it's there. We're more than likely going to review it. Let's at least talk about the trailer. I showed the trailer to my wife, and then I think she was maybe like a minute in, and she said, I'm out. Okay, then. I'm going to watch <laughs> this one by myself. I don't think this looks spectacular, if I'm honest. But nah, it, I do. it like, just looks like some
1: fun, doesn't it? It, just looks it, like it a, does, it does. A action fun. Don't ask me what the story is. Maybe I'm just not following trailers these days. Because again, with this one, I was like, what the hell is this movie about? Like, I, I,
0: she just I seems know. to need to get angry to achieve yeah. what she needs to achieve. But again, more than likely, <laughs> this one's <laughs> going to be out soon. We'll review it. We'll talk more about it then. I thought we should at least bring it up once on the podcast before we do our review.
1: I feel like that might have been our worst trailer talk, like like <laughs> of any individual movie ever.
0: But hey, that's... well, how about this? My trivia may or may not be connected to this movie. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> it may or may not be good. Also, but
1: anyway, next trailer: Halloween Kills. I just got to say with Halloween ki- with this trailer, if you have not watched that, I want to say first, that Halloween yeah, movie that came out in 2018. sequel, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen that movie yet, don't watch this trailer because it shows the end of the movie. Massive spoilers. It yeah, and, and, like, it's, it's and, great.
0: And if you were happy with that first movie and you liked how the story ended, don't watch this trailer and don't watch this movie because it can <laughs> it quickly
1: undoes <laughs> the end of that first movie. Again, the reboot really well, movie, the, the Blumhouse one. That's what we're calling this. From what this trailer shows is that it just keeps going, like it just continues. Well, the thing is, right? Like, <laughs> three, was it three
0: generations? Yes, three yeah. generations of that of the of Laurie Strode's family banded together, all women, and they defeated this monster. Hooray! This movie happens, not so much. It kind of like, it takes away the triumph of the end yeah. of that first movie for them.
1: Well, it's, a, it's a, the question is like, this one I have an answer for, what is this movie about? Well, you've still got those three generation of, of women, you know, the Strode women. And uh yeah, Michael Myers is uh, still trying to kill them. It literally I mean, just picks up where the I'm last gonna movie I'm going to watch it. I'm
0: watching yeah. it.
1: Yeah. No, look. Okay. It looks, it. It, it looks good. It looks good. I just yeah. it's just like, okay, yeah, story wise, it's just like, all right, we're just we're just continuing, that's all we're doing. There's nothing. I just I there's know. no extra hook. No. Except but, yeah, for well, it's Michael
0: Myers. Yeah. Well, we did know when Blumhouse brought it back and and you know John Carpenter was involved, that he was he'd set out to do a trilogy. So we always knew that we were gonna get more, and that's why the ending didn't really feel like... Do you know what I mean? Like, when they defeated him, kind of giving spoilers. Well, not really, because he's back. We've all seen this trailer, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) But we knew it was a planned trilogy anyway. But they... If it never... If it didn't go past that last movie, that could have been it. And Laura Strode won. Only now
1: it's like... The movies, especially if they you know they do a third one, the movies could take the story further, and maybe it's more than just what we see in this trailer but potentially i'm I'm looking at that that first one that came out and I'm like, maybe the three of them teaming up together, maybe that should have been the end, like right. the end of like the third movie yeah. that should have been you know maybe something kept them apart for two movies and but I don't know, maybe that would have just dragged on. But either it way, seems, it's,
0: it's another yeah. Halloween film. Carpenter is still involved.
1: Hopefully, he's going to score this one like he did the first one. Or the last one. Well, I mean, the the, the iconic music is there in the trailer. So, I mean, that that's always getting me going, which is good. Yeah. yeah I mean, it does look good, though. Yeah. Like, you know, not take anything
0: <laughs> away from it. Like, it looks like a good trailer. But that was a good point you made, though. Like, if you haven't seen that first movie... It's in this trailer essentially. <laughs> how it ends gets revealed. The last trailer I want to talk about is a for TV show, Star Wars Visions. We've known for a long time that Lucasfilm was putting the show together. I mean, did we know that it was a anime anthology series? I'm not quite sure if I knew that part. I don't recall. I don't recall. What they've looked at doing is that, yes, and anime anthology series which includes shorts made by several top anime studios so we're going to get a lot of different styles um there's samurai influences in star wars anyway so it it looks interesting um it's due to premiere september 22nd on disney plus so it's Definitely worth checking out, but it's one of those things, especially when it's different animation styles, where maybe not everyone is going to be for everybody, but it, it looks decent, and that we're going to get a lot of variety.
1: I feel like yeah, this is just one of those things where when they when these shorts do drop, it, it'll be like you know something that I'll flick through and you know click on a couple and check them out, and you know some will probably make me go Ooh, wow yeah, and some will make me go oh, that was. That was pretty average. Nothing really interesting there. It's just, it it almost feels like supplementary sort of material. You know, something extra. You know, it's something to put on Disney Plus that we're already paying for anyway. So, you know, you can't argue with that. But, um, I I don't know, nothing, this doesn't get me like super duper excited. Um, A few of the, you know, like the artwork and little snippets that they were showing us in this little little reel, you know, some of it looks good and looks fun and looks exciting. But then it's also like, uh, well, you know, it's not Star Wars, Star Wars. It's like it's uh, just creative people getting creative with Star Wars material and doing their own thing with it, which is which is cool. But, it, you know, it's more like just a, an expression. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, and it's Disney Plus. It's easy to digest it's gonna be there when you want to watch it yeah i'll um i'll be checking it out but anime is not normally my style of animation or the one that i'd go for But i'll check it out okay that's it for trailer talk now on to movie news do you want to start us off
1: all right aquaman and the lost kingdom has started filming under the working title necrus uh, Necros is an underwater city that only appears on Earth for brief periods in time and never in the same place twice. Also known as the Black City, it is home to a uh, militaristic people who went to war with Atlantis. Now, is this a fictional place within the DC world or is this something in our real world kind of thing? I... I- I need to I clarify did, that
0: with you. <laughs> I had to do some separate research on this. So the new story was to work entitled that the movie's gone into production. Necros, are looked into separately. I think it is a, a mythological place, but not DC connected, only it's what they're going to be using in the okay. story. I thought it worth it worthwhile including it. It may or may not be what
1: the movie ends up being about, but it certainly sounds like it could be. Okay, cool. So I'm still, I still have no idea what the lost kingdom is referring to. Cool, could be but that. good to know that <laughs> they have started. We, we at least filming. know
0: what it could be. Might not be, <laughs> but it could be that. But that sounds pretty cool, though, doesn't it? But either way, Aquaman two is rolling yeah. cameras. Exactly. Well,
1: sense? That, it would make sense that, that like, it, they're not referring to Atlantis because you know we've we've been to Atlantis, we've seen Atlantis, so it should be something oh, no, else. Atlantis I Atlantis
0: is not the lost no. kingdom.
1: Yeah, it's going to be something else. So. Yeah, it could be it. Yeah. could be that. All right, what else have we got?
0: Director David F. Sandberg shared a first look at the all-new super suits for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I know I do this on occasion. I'll have a news story that's about an image. <laughs> but this is audio. I get it. But it's worth noting that we've seen the costumes <laughs> in that first movie, and if you've not seen this new image, they've, in my opinion, made improvements on all the costumes of all the Shazam family, the big noticeable change is that Shazam no longer has the hood, which was very much taken from the new 52 interpretation of the character in the comics. So he, he looks more like a traditional superhero now because not many superheroes necessarily have a hood. So I think the change in design specifically for Shazam is an improvement
1: it's it's crazy because you know like uh one of my favorite moments in that first shazam uh, movie was you know when the arrival of the you know the shazam family or whatever they're called um and just the way they looked all together like like the suits still looked pretty pretty decent but just knowing just seeing what they look like now it's like oh wow yeah they like they were good now they're better (laughs) like they're they're just they're just better I d- and and you know like i guess one you know if you were to nitpick at the designs previously it was like you know like Shazam's body kind of looked like it was a little bit inflated you know like his muscles they were kind of comical they they were a little bit too big too round now i think they've i don't know slimmed it down a bit to make it look still like you know he's muscly but not not silly yeah so i mean i think exactly, a exactly levi in that first movie he got in fantastic shape
0: but i think they still put some padding on it whereas i think yeah i think it looks like in this new movie with the new costume it looks more streamlined and maybe they're not looking at doing the padding that they did before but either way it could be him it could actually be him yes but the costumes all of them a big big improvement one more thing on fury of the gods uh, director Sandberg revealed that Grace Fulton now plays both versions of Mary Marvel. Honestly, when I watched that first Shazam movie, I don't think I even
1: noticed it was a different actress. <laughs> I was playing. No, I did. I remember and, yeah. uh, go back, listen to our review of that first Shazam movie. I think I pointed that out. I was like I was like the actress playing the, the obviously the girl, like as you know, as a teenager. I was like, she basically looks like Someone in their 20s or something or older, anyway, she already looks like an adult. It doesn't make sense that they've replaced the actor, but so this makes sense. This makes sense now in this movie, it does. anyway. That and and they're obviously, doing that. they should have done that initially, but whatever. I
0: know, but you know, this actress is now a little bit older as well. But if you look at the, the Shazam comics, like Mary Marvel, whether she's in costume or not, her face is drawn the same, like it's clearly like the same person. <laughs> And that's what we're going to get in this sequel. I can't remember who played Mary Marvel in that first movie. So, so this news is great for Grace Fulton. Everyone. Not so much <laughs> her, whoever she is. I can't remember her name. Yeah.
1: I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's, all good. it's all good. But, um, I mean, how many Shazam movies can, um, can, they, they, can they do? Because eventually... <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, especially like the kid playing, well, Shazam, you know, like he's going to be, he's going to, you know, eventually he's going to be the, the, he's (laughs) going to look like Zachary Levi. It's going to look like I mean, That'll never happen. No, no, no. I don't don't think it
0: works that way. I don't think the actor is destined to grow up (laughs) to look like Zachary (laughs) Levi. But yeah, they do need to hurry. That's why I was surprised at how long it's taken them to put this sequel together. Because I thought Mm. they'd be on the clock. With the kids aging as kids. Oh. Oh,
1: they are. They are. Age up quickly. Yeah. Um all right, the next the next Transformers movie. Get this. Um is titled Transformers Rise of the Beast. So there are Decepticons in the film, uh, but terracons are the main villains. Um it's gotta star Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback. Uh, Ron Pellman will return as the voice of Optimus Primal in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. He did voice the character in the animated series Transformers Power of the Primes. Um, And of course, as expected, Peter Cullen will return to voice Optimus Prime in the character's G1 robot form. So how do you feel about, I guess, the Transformers film franchise now taking a direction of, hey, we're doing Beast Wars, We're, (laughs) we're doing the beast side of things.
0: Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, you know that I've been watching some of them for the first time, which I did not realise I'd not seen them. Catching up and watching the Transformers movies, starting with that very first Michael Bay movie. I've still yet to watch The Last night. So just those first four movies, this sounds like, they're doing like a soft reboot. I guess kind of, or maybe it's a spin-off, like they did with Bumblebee, a movie they enjoyed. But based on those Shia LaBeouf, Warburg movies, I'm happy to move away from them and start anew. What I did here on this, so Beast Wars, that was the cartoon in the 90s. This movie will be set in the 90s. So already... I'm on board with that idea. We have got Bumblebee in the '80s. We're getting this movie in the '90s. I'm just happy to watch a Transformers film that isn't set around the time of those other Michael Bay movies or has anything to do with
1: them. If I'm honest, what about you? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like I completely get where you're coming from. Like this, even like even that Bumblebee movie was was definitely not in continuity with the others, even though you know they said it was like it doesn't because it breaks the continuity that was established, so this would break it even further to the extent of like it's almost ridiculous to try and make any sort of um <laughs> sense of it now in terms of like the like the beast kind of um, you know characters and stuff like that, I just feel like I just feel like they never truly got to the point with the the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons, like they never really did what they should have done with it. They just went in a weird direction with the films. I um, kept repeating certain elements and introducing other elements that weren't quite right. And as you're discovering, as you're watching them, I just feel like to move on from, and I know, yeah, you know, Decepticons are going to be in the movie. Optimus Prime is going to be there. I I just feel like I feel like they're just jumping ship way too quickly. Like whether they're they're still gonna have a you know, like a, a core transformer storyline film series or whatever. I don't know. I'm just not really interested in beast. Beasty beastie transformers. I've never seen it. I know what it is. Never seen it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll check out this movie though. I'm I'm curious. <laughs> Well, the fact, I mean, I'm saying, you know, Peter Cullen is back, but he always is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, he was all, you know, the cartoon, that movie, the Michael Bay films, he's always Optimus. But like, we do get to see Optimus arrive at the end of Bumblebee, don't we? Does he have any dialogue? Yeah, no, he talks to Bumblebee. Oh, so, and I'm assuming yeah, that's Peter Cullen again yeah, in yeah, that movie. Yeah. But time, from memory, yeah. though, when he turns up at the end of Bumblebee, he's got the classic red and blue look, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, I think it's like the um, like the old school truck as yeah. opposed to the um, watching the Michael
0: Bay ones. And he's got the flames. And then there was a movie where he's completely battered. Oh, the Warburg one, the fourth movie, he's all yeah. battered. And then he repairs. <laughs> it. Well, first Warburg's character was it Chuck Yeager, something like that. But he's looking at repairing Optimus, and then ends up fixing himself. I'm like, come on, red and blue, red and blue. And he's got flames still. Ah, oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> but anyway, that's those movies. This one, yeah, I'll check it out. I think we both will. Out of curiosity, I mean, yeah, more than anything uh, else for me. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, Charlie Theron says that the script for the Old Guard sequel is complete and filming starts in early. 2022
1: good news for me less so for you we did a review of this movie <laughs> i mean it's okay <laughs> it's not bad news for me but it's it's just like it's just the news i'm not overly keen for yeah no not real not real uh yeah, no real interest there I'd i enjoyed
0: say. that movie enjoyed the source material which i went to after watching the movie oh no no actually no, i read the 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 first trade paperback, I read that and then I watched the film and we talked about that in the review. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more because I had the graphic novel to fill in some of the gaps. But yeah, I enjoyed that first movie. So yeah, I'm pleased to hear that they're making a sequel. And I was curious that outside of our review, how this movie was received or at least some of the viewing figures. So that first movie was viewed by... 78 million households in the first four weeks. Now, as a small disclaimer, that's according to Netflix. We're trusting <laughs> them on
1: this. But that, but, is, but what's that like? Is that good? It's like what does that mean? I mean, I'd like, say is, so.
0: 78 million households in the first four weeks, and then the movie continued to be watched after that. But with with that though, like what I have heard is what they Qualify as a show or movie being watched, we could be talking seconds. So, you know, if it goes autoplay to the next thing, yeah, they might be carrying that. But let's say they're not, let's be impressed by that number 78 million households, four weeks that's pretty good. And on the back of that, they're making a sequel,
1: yeah. And, um, I guess with that, with that filming start of early 2022, potentially we could get the Get the sequel arriving in 2023. It's not sooner. Hey, right. like, who knows? Like, if they're going to start filming earlier that year, who knows? Could be that year. End of the year, but, uh, next year. Good news for Charlize Theron, I guess. Um, but speaking of her, uh, a Fast and Furious spin off centering on her character, Cypher, is in the works. So, Fast and Furious presents. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, which, you know, I'm going to be honest, a lot less appealing than Hobson
1: Shaw. <laughs> We've
0: had this character, I think twice now, Fate of the Furious, and then in the latest one, number nine. And, you know, she's a decent character. We get, you know, she's played one way in her first appearance, a little bit different in her second, but there's nothing there for me that warrants a spin off. There's a lot of talk about doing a female-centric Fast and the Furious movie. That could be interesting. That gives some of the other characters more to do. Whether it be Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, you know, there's something they could do there. And if Cypher is going to be a part of that, who knows? But if it's just going to be a film about her and no other characters, I don't think I'd be that interested, to be honest.
1: If she's a villain... She is Yeah, she oh, well, villain. She, yeah
0: she is. Yeah. Yeah, more so in eight, but they tend to play a bit free and loose with good guys, bad guys
1: as these movies progress. Oh, sometimes Those, his characters just just doing a job, right? Just
0: Yeah, you know, so just doing a job. Statham is sure started out as a straight up bad guy. Number 7, he's the main bad guy in that film. And then the films that follow including Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> they change things dramatically. They find a way to rewrite history. So maybe they do that for Cypher as well. But I just don't think there's enough with the Cypher character to justify a whole movie. But this news, I should say, came straight from the mouth of Vin Diesel. So who knows? It's something he said at some point, and now we're talking about it. So it might happen, it might not. I guess the appeal would be Launching a spin off around Charlie Theron more than the character cipher. Yeah, fair enough. Rachel Zegler will star as Snow White in Mark Webb's upcoming live action adaption of Disney's first animated film.
1: Once again, a Snow White movie. Like, how many have there been? Well, for me, there's
0: that Disney one. Which I just mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah. Snow <laughs> so and the Huntsman—you can't count that. I don't think <laughs> you can count that. That was <laughs> a different thing altogether. I think mainstream. I can only really think. Oh there, no, there's been no there's that Mirror Mirror, which had Julie Roberts in it. I've not seen it, but that was the thing. Yeah, you're right. There's been a few,
1: a few of them. Been, it's it's just one. It's like Snow White, Peter Pan, Cinderella. Like so many, man. So, but this is the this is a Disney, Disney one, this
0: is a, the Disney adaptation of their first animated movie, and yeah, Mark Webb, the the director of the Amazing Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man Two.
1: I mean, with something like this, I would say Mark Webb, director of like Five Hundred Days of Summer, you know, something, <laughs> something interesting, and uh, not that Amazing Spider-Man isn't interesting, but you know what I mean, like it's got that indie. I mean, that would
0: be. You know, a better credit to associate with this movie, I admit. Well, yeah. for our audience though, comics, the Amazing Spider-Man, it did those movies, and <laughs> Five Hundred Days of Summer. I mean, I don't know. It's just another one, isn't it? That Disney. Hey, here is our new movie, and it's a live-action version of our famous animated movie. Animated. Yeah, <laughs> It's hard to get excited about something like
1: this. I mean, I've seen that movie many times. The that cartoon. I mean, at least they're at least they're not. I mean, like, like they've done like you know they're doing all the all the '90s ones. You know, Lion King, Aladdin, Little Mermaids coming up. You know, they're doing like Hercules and stuff like that. You know, like uh, all those all those big '90s ones. So at least they're not forgetting about their old their old old movies. Well, they've done
0: Cinderella already and they're probably gonna get to they did jungle book
1: you know that's old they did dumbo that's old But the
0: older ones like sleeping beauty they're probably oh they're gonna have that that was was that 60s sleeping beauty i can't remember sleeping beauty maleficent ah yeah they've touched on that already hey just a quick sidebar (laughs) at the weekend with my kids i watched the first descendants movie you seen that?
1: The oh, yeah, isn't that like movie? The, the kids of the villains? The yeah, kids so the, it's Disney the villains son of Cruella, to
0: school, the daughter of... Oh, I don't need to know. The son of Jafar. Who else is it? Oh, it's the it's the daughter of the evil queen from. Is it maybe Snow White? Yeah, the evil Snow queen White. from Snow White. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it comes back to the new story, and you know my kids are kids, and they they liked it, right? Awful. It's absolutely. It's, it's one almost, of the worst things. What well, people like it. Disney uh, Channel.
1: Most Disney Channel stuff is yeah, pretty bad. I just, isn't it? I just couldn't. Yeah, it's a. Uh, hey, it <sighs> has an audience, and obviously your yeah, daughters, my, my, my girls, like it. Prime for it, so that's they fair liked enough. It.
0: But it's like the kids are good enough, but it's almost as if the budget for the movie went into the casting of the kids, and whatever they had left over, they just pull people in off the street to play the parents. It was like, shockingly done. Anyway. but back
1: We just need adults.
0: It is terrible. <laughs> but Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is getting the live-action treatment. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out.
1: All right. Can't wait for all the casting of the Seven Dwarfs. I'm sure we'll, you'll keep us updated as <laughs> names. <laughs> of course. <after. laughs> sure.
0: Hopefully it's one um, show at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson will produce Disney's Tower of Terror movie, which is based on the popular theme park attractions. Obviously, Tower of Terror. When I first saw this news, I was like, my first thought went to that, you know, that Goosebumps um, story, Tower of Terror. Yes. But that's not, that's not that this. Was this the, is the that was the first episode thing.
0: of the TV series, wasn't it? Tower of Terror. I remember that. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the first. It was, no, it was a, maybe. Uh, Okay, maybe it was the first because I bought the VHS, it was, and that was, was the, like the first
1: long, one on the VHS. It was like a double episode length. thing. Maybe it
0: was just the VHS release. Uh, they definitely put that out first, but that's not the story, is it? It's nothing to do with ah, the story. Different Tower of Terror, right? <laughs> I mean, I've been on this ride at um, Florida. You know, it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Oh right, okay, yeah. It's unclear if Scarlett Johansson will act in the film as well, but at the moment. She's down as a producer. And I didn't realise until this news story, they've already adapted this ride into a film. And it was another one of those Disney Channel movies. A TV oh. movie that was put out back in '97, starring Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst. There you go. Wow. And you know what? A bit of trivia, and it's probably better than the trivia I've got at the end. But I'll I'll say it. I'll say it here. That movie with Gutenberg and Dunst, that was the first Disney movie based on an attraction. After that, obviously, they went on to do Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion. What else did they do? Tomorrowland with George Clooney. But it all started yeah. with that Steve Gutenberg movie. In that was only
1: in the 90s. Wow, I would have thought they had done... Like there wasn't, a, there wasn't like a Haunted Mansion prior to the Eddie, the Eddie Murphy movie? There was something... Wasn't there like an... I don't get No, I'm, I'm assuming I mean, what all, you're saying All I'm drapes. saying
0: is that the Tower of Terror movie, Gutenberg, in 97, was the first Disney movie based on one of their attractions.
1: Wow. I
0: don't know if Murphy's Horton Mansion was the first or not. Yeah. Let's just say it is. Let's move on. <laughs> the point was... I'm giving Steve Gutenberg some credit. I don't feel like he's talked about enough nowadays. I love talking about the Goots. Yeah, man, me too. too. We can bring them up. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news.
1: Well, I guess I'll talk about Batwoman, I guess, because that's what's up here. Uh, season three, specifically, is looking to add three new characters to its cast, including Renee Montoya. So a former Gotham City Police Department officer who left the department due to GCPD mistreatment of Gotham's marginalised citizens, Montoya is now a paper pusher in charge of the Freaks Division at the mayor's office. She's dedicated to cleaning up Gotham's streets the right way. I like it.
0: There's some other characters that they're looking to introduce as well. We're still waiting on the the identities of those characters, but it's worth noting. So I've finished season two. I'm all up to date. It sets up something big. There's a character reveal or a tease that I won't spoil here. But a couple of the main characters and actors are leaving the show. Like Kate Kane's dad, Jacob Kane. He's leaving the show. So you're not going to get to do Grey Scott in season three. And I did hear as well that Alice is also leaving the show. She's been a big presence across seasons one and two. So I'll just have to wait and see what they're going to do with season three. But what I do like is that it very much feels like a Gotham show. Not the other Gotham show, but it feels like a, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a, like a Batman character show set in Gotham. Like we've had Black Mask. In the second season of Batwoman. And you know, on the whole, the show's it's been pretty decent. The whole handling of I'm blanking on her name, Rose, the actress that played Batwoman in season one. The Australian actress. Yes.
1: Yes. What's going on? We, we both can't
0: remember her name. That actress. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The handling of her character, Kate Kane, not having her be a part of it.
1: Ruby Rose. <laughs> wow, brilliant. Well done, man. I can't, I was thinking oh, my I can't brain. My brain went to a weird place. And all that hurt.
0: How they handled that character was ridiculous. If I'm honest, Like her character cast such a big shadow over season two. And then for them to kind of act around that, and it very much became part of the ongoing story. And then they just recast the character anyway. It was a whole thing. But season three, Renee Montoya, in the comics, she is a character that was a cop, but then goes on to have the vigilante alias of the question, which is pretty cool. So maybe we'll get to that down the track. The Flash. Mm-hmm. We've got some comings and goings on that show. It has been announced that Jesse L. Martin, Candice Patton and Danielle Panabaker have signed new deals with Warner Brothers TV to come back for season eight. Tom Cavanagh and Carlos Valdez are leaving at the end of the current seventh season. And out of all the actors, Grant Guston, The Flash, he was the only one that had been signed up until I think the next season already. So we're just waiting on contract renewals for a handful of actors, but yeah, this
1: show—they're they're coming in now.
0: They're coming in. It's going to continue.
1: All right. So as it stands, I guess the only two that were leaving—the uh, ones we knew about already—kind of mm-hmm. thing. But um, Tom Cavanagh,
0: I think that's he's that's potentially. Sad. I think he's potentially left the show more than any other actor has left the show in the history of TV. It feels like he's always leaving, whether it's due to his character dying, getting trapped. It just, his character is always leaving. He plays different versions of characters. He just comes back. Yeah, he just comes back as a different character. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just ongoing. Like, it feels like he's constantly leaving the show. And now, after
1: seven years, he's actually leaving.
0: But I'll believe that.
1: Who, who is he currently playing? He's playing like, I'm, I'm, I'm Wendell's Wells. Not- is still a Wells. Is one of the Wells. Still a <laughs> Can't tell you which one, but a Wells. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm having a hard time. What am I on? Like, I think I'm on like season... I'm halfway through like season two and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's mate. already too hard. It's already in. too hard. <laughs> Wait until you meet the Council
0: of Wells. Oh, for crying out loud. I <laughs> shit you not. I'm talking about Tom Kavanagh interacting with multiple versions of himself. Wells from different realities and Earths. The Council of Wells is a thing. Many wigs and accents are used. You've got it all to look forward to.
1: Jesus. All right. Um, uh, Tobias Menzies is in talks to play Sinestro in the upcoming Green Lantern series on HBO Max. Are we familiar with, um, with Tobias?
0: I'm pretty sure. Is somebody that has, at some point, been in Game of Thrones. I think that's the show I saw him associated with. But the exciting thing here, whether it's Tobias or not, Sinestro is coming to the small screen in live action, and I'm there for that. Smallville's Tom Welling says he and Michael Rosenbaum Are working on an animated sequel series to the hit
1: CW superhero drama Smallville. We need to take this one step at a time. Okay, they say they say they're working on it. What does that mean? Does that mean? Oh, look, they're they're coming up with a few, you know, like you know, pre-production things. Or uh, has have they got this green lit? Is this happening? Is this moving forward? See, you you are very much right. Take it with a
0: pinch of salt now see, so yes this information came direct from the mouth of tom welling and he was doing it was one of those like messages to a fan or was like what's it called that like cameo i think that's what it is where you can do messages or whatever but it was it was something like that and it was him saying hey you know this is a thing that we're actively working on We don't know what stage it's at. And it could just be an opportunity for them to put the news out there and to see who would be interesting. The big noteworthy thing for me about this is that for the longest time, Tom Welling was done. Smallville was a show he was a part of for 10 years. It was done. Michael Rosenbaum, he was the one that was saying, hey, it'd be really cool if we came back and did this thing or that thing. But for Tom Welling, he was always done. And without him, it's pointless even going ahead and trying to put a show together in the first place. The fact that he's saying that him and Rosenbaum are now working together on something, there could be something to that. But again, pinch of salt. But if it was to happen, I'd, I'd be there for it. I remember after the show wrapped it ran for 10 seasons and then in comic form, they put out Smallville season 11. So there's even like story points there already that they could potentially look at for inspiration. And what, what were those story points? Cause I mean, when we got, to we the got end of the, oh, well, we got Batman, Superman, we got Superman <laughs> in the future with the Legion of superheroes. And it basically just opened up the DC universe. And, oh, wow. and all the adventures, it was Clark Kent and Superman. They were huh? a lot of fun. And you've got to think, like you know, we're going to get a version of Supergirl in the Flash movie. We've got the very successful Superman and Lois TV series. We're getting Superman animated movies. If ever there was, and we're even getting another like Superman animated series, which I think is going towards like a younger audience on Cartoon Network. But it seems like now, more than we've had it for a long time, there's a lot of interest in the character. So now could be the right time for a Smallville animated series.
1: Okay, yeah, no, I was curious as to what you'd take. I was like, to me, I feel like I feel like Smallville's done. I mean, what the show was was always like. Uh, a ten season homage to the Superman character. They pretty much did all his greatest hits before yeah, before he Clark Kent even became Superman. I know, he obviously, he goes on to be to be Superman on like going forward. I think any sort of sequel series, whether it's live action, animated, whatever, would just be a Superman show.
0: Oh, 100 percent with Tom with the Smallville.
1: Welling character so yeah
0: which is a different I mean, you know. on the character and and you know the supporting characters around him there's different relationships i guess yeah i, I guess there could be something interesting and I don't another know, I just thing like... another thing that welling said is that the idea is for them to bring as many cast members as
1: possible from the show to animation and i guess worst case if they they couldn't they just put the character in and then have someone else voice them but i guess well, that's, that's the it. That's the nicer thing to do. Oh, but anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, Hulu has given a fourth season to uh, Justin Roiland and Mike Mahan's Solar Opposites. Have you seen, have you watched this show? A couple of
0: episodes. I keep meaning to go back to it because it's available here in Australia on Disney Plus. Right. I didn't know there was, is there three seasons on Disney yeah. Plus already? Wow. Well, I think, I think there might be two. I think there's at least two, maybe there's three, I don't know. I, I watched the first one, the first episode a couple of times, I was struggling, but I watched it, being a fan of Rick and Morty, that was a show that I had to take a couple of goes at before I got into the show.
1: So you thought, ah, this could be the same. Kind I've of, not yeah. quite
0: got there with solo sort of opposites, but I thought it worth mentioning though, because so many like Hulu shows, and ones that tend to go to Disney Plus or you know Star, Seems to get cancelled, whether it's Hellstrom, I'm sure there's other examples, Modoc. I'd be very surprised if that lasts more than one season. But this is a show, Solar Opposites, he just keeps, keeps on going. Oh, good stuff. Simon Pegg and Veep and Succession writer Georgia Pritchett are reportedly working on a Galaxy
1: Quest TV series. I feel like I knew this already. Maybe not with Simon Pegg attached, but I swear there was something about a Galaxy Quest TV series floating years around for ago. A
0: while. It while. Was, was it years be, ago? It was years ago, and it was going to be Amazon. It was going to be on Prime. Right. And this was way oh. back when they were talking about doing it, and I've heard like different creatives being involved. Like, that, did you ever see that Zombieland TV pilot and it was way before they made the second movie. It was cheap and uh, awful looking.
1: I like, never it watched it. But... It
0: wasn't good. So there was a period of time. Like Prime wasn't what they are now, where they've got
1: shows like The Boys and everything else. So they were and looking anything, for some sort of IP to... Yeah. What can we turn into a TV series? And Galaxy Quest was one of the things that
0: they were looking to <laughs> adapt. But now, Simon Pegg's interested, which curious because i mean when you think simon pegg and sci-fi you, you think about him as scotty in star trek in the in the jj movies yeah and no, i mean obviously West it's still that interest it's, that <laughs> it's a, a send up of like, the original series of star trek
1: yeah but i'm interested I, though would, i'm interested it would be great though if they i mean do you think it would be a whole new cast and like 100% yeah it would be
0: I'd say I mean at yeah, this point yeah. we don't know anything we just know the yeah. people involved um, yeah just have to wait and see but at the moment it's um, it's just something that they're working on may become a thing maybe not but at this point we're
1: almost getting Galaxy Quest on TV again almost well um the CW is developing a supernatural prequel called The Winchesters with Jensen Ackles narrating the series. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about Supernatural? Did you ride it out to the end or did you check it oh, out? No, 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 no.
0: I, I stopped six, watching it. <laughs> I stopped watching it when Amanda Tapping was playing an angel. That wasn't the reason why but that was what was happening in the show when I stopped watching <laughs> and then seasons later I did come back for that Scooby Doo crossover because right. the idea was just bonkers and it was a lot of fun but no I didn't see the show and I remember when it first started it was like it was around the time of Smallville like Smallville Supernatural and you know they got a really big marketing push and, you know, for the most part, I was watching and enjoying Supernatural. I just stopped. So what about you?
1: Oh, no, it was it was a great, like, uh, five, five seasons. And it was almost like the the main story really came to a, a, a good end. And then after that, it was each season was sort of just like... Bear in mind, I only got up to, like, season nine Um, after that. It just seemed like each season was just like, oh, what can we come up with now? What can we did it and it was just like oh, what are they doing I don't know what happened after that obviously they got to 15 seasons and people were still loving it when it mean, finished but it's done a, like they've done it now they're going to do a prequel what an effort series. yeah and so they I tried mean, to they this... they tried to do multiple spin-offs about various different characters yeah, I've heard none that. of them Yeah, none of them have ever managed to see the light of day
0: I think the only thing they've had success with was an anime series I think it might have gone for like one season so that's yeah, no, that something that they sick. They did, but live action, live action spin-offs, they're not done. But this show is essentially going to be When John Met Mary. So the show will be following the parents of Sam and Dean. And then having that connection to Supernatural, you've got Jensen Ackles. So Dean is the one narrating what's happening. Him and his wife are producing the show. And this news broke online. And Jared Paladecki... Sam Winchester, he found out the show was a thing on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and he and saw a com- he made, it was the exchange.
0: He made a comment, and you know what? It seemed whether it was just for um fans or not, they made up about it fairly quickly. Uh is basically like saying that hey, I'm happy for you, but you know, it would have been nice if somebody let me know that this was gonna be a thing but then he's busy being young Norris anyway with Walker Texas Ranger. So he's, he's too busy. He's a <laughs> team going on. Yeah. But yeah, the Winchesters coming to the CW. Lovecraft Country will not return for season two at HBO. So this is an interesting one because that first season loved by many. I watched and really enjoyed it. But it, it was It was almost like that first season, it was adapted from a book and it was almost like a mini event and not necessarily like an ongoing story season to season. But on the back of that first season, the showrunner did pitch season two and beyond. And clearly HBO chose not to pick it up, which I would say is disappointing because I did enjoy that first season would have liked to have seen more. But I just think from HBO's perspective, it was meant to be, hey, this is an adaption of a book. And now everybody's having to go at HBO for cancelling a show that I don't think they initially set up to be a season-by-season show.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm in two minds with it because if you recall... Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country was my number one TV show of the year. That was it. Last was it 2020? Was it 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year was last year. Yeah, it was. It was the best show last year. Well, like the one I enjoyed the most last year. I think it was. It was either it was in my top three. Either way, I watched it last year, so it would have been for last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was great. So on one hand, I'm like disappointing not to get more of it but then i'm also like it was done the story was done i mean i don't know what their plans for season two was i'm assuming it would have been like an anthology series it would have been something new like a new story um and i'm sure it would have been great like same quality same production team all that kind of stuff it would have been awesome but at least it's not like season one finished or like you know that season finished and it was like oh there's still story to tell oh now we're not going to get it we're gonna, like the story was done. It's there. Yeah. It's finished. It's complete. So I'm like, okay. Yes, I'm getting I, yeah, a tweet.
0: I would like to have had a continuation, like another season. But do you, do you see what my point, though, is that HBO have been accused of canceling something that they didn't necessarily set out to be a season by season? Yeah. Track. So it's so more the case of it won't return for a second season. But most news outlets are saying cancelled, Cancel. HBO yeah. Max cancelled, <laughs> which is crazy because it, you know critically, an audience, you know, it was received very well.
1: Yeah, uh, no, look, it's a it's a shame, but it's okay. It was a great, it was a great series. I guess we can call it. know. it was a great series. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It was oh, definitely. Was really yeah, good. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, we've got um, we've got some Dexter. News. As you know, there's a, there's a revival coming up, a, uh, and a new season. Uh, but what we've got here, John Lithgow is returning to Dexter on Showtime. The Trinity Killer, uh, uh, as he plays, will make a short but uh, decisive appearance in the upcoming revival. Uh, you watched Dexter, didn't you? For a whole season, yes. Well, you only watched the first season. I only watched
0: season one. I was getting ready to watch season two. I think I've talked about it here before. I was getting ready to watch the second season and someone just blurted out the character behind season two. I was like, oh, okay. And it kind of like, I just lost all momentum because they basically revealed what happened in the season two finale. And I just never got back on board with it. I'm trying to think what that's even referring to. But. Oh, yeah! It was a big enough nah. thing at the time. I was like, mm, okay, I'm. I'm Look, yeah, honestly, I I burned through season one, loved it, and you know, it's a show that I might go back to and catch up on. I'll probably have to go back to the beginning. to That's be
1: that's what I'm doing at the moment because, like, the it's like one of my my wife's. I was going to say one of my wives. It's my wife's. One of my. <laughs> one of my <laughs> Which I'm, one? Try, what am I trying to say? Here? <laughs> My wife, one of her favourite shows. <laughs> there we go, yeah. <laughs> one of her favourite shows. Um, and she's watched it. I know how the show ends. I know some key story points. But, you know, what? I'm doing a rewatch now. And I've got to say, at this point in time, the fourth season with um, with this character, with the Trinity Killer, is so far the the best season. Like, it's... Um, the Trinity Killer as a character is is great. Um, yeah. It's basically... it's. Like a mirror of Dexter, if, if not a little bit more intense. But, um, oh, like, just, it's just creepy. So, however, he's coming back in some capacity, whether it's a flashback or a ghost kind of in Dexter's head, uh, we'll, we'll find out. But obviously, it's going to be brief. But yeah, why not? You know, what a character to bring back if they're going to bring back anyone. I mean, he, again, even without
0: seeing this character, I knew it was a big enough thing that I thought we had to mention it on the show. I'm glad we did. I didn't realise how much of a fan of Dexter you were. So we
1: well, well now, like yeah now. Like I wasn't. Nothing like I didn't not like it, but yeah, but now as I'm as I'm getting through it, it's yeah, I'm almost almost done.
0: I'll I'll get to it hopefully before this revival, this time. Good omens has officially been renewed for a second season on Amazon Prime. The series will go beyond the original graphic novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry
1: Pratchett. When was this first season? Was it like 2018, 19? Yeah, it was... Yeah, not yeah, a couple of years ago. Yes, it's... Anything can happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, this was a series that was adapted from one book. They adapted the beginning, middle and end and that was that first season. It could have just stops there and that's all it would be but Neil Gaiman's coming back and he's going to continue to write the adventures of his characters the main cast is said to be coming back and I saw an interesting thing on Twitter where basically somebody who is a fan of the source material like the show pointed out like saying that that first season was adapted from a book How can you just make something up that isn't based on source material for that next season? And then Neil Gaiman chimed in and said, that's basically what we did for that first book. It didn't exist.
1: We just made it up and it became a thing. So it kind of just debunked that person's comment. And it's the same person who was in, like
0: you made that Yeah, like Neil book. Gaiman, along with Terry Pratchett, wrote Good Omens and it adapted yeah. it for the screen.
1: Yeah. now so
0: this, 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 this fan, this, you know, is basically like saying that how can you do a second season where there's only one book, you've adapted it, what are you going to do? Just make it up? Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what we're going to do. That's exactly what we're going to do. So I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. I had a lot of fun <laughs> with that first season. David Tennant, Michael Sheen. Good to see those guys back together. I know they're doing that stage show. Uh, but playing these characters, it'd be good to see them get back together again.
1: This just gives me hope for um, Lovecraft Country. I feel like there's a chance in two years' time we could, we could be like, hey, Lovecraft Country's come back for a single season. I mean, I don't know the author,
0: <laughs> but they need to, you know,
1: get another book out and maybe uh, they'll be out. The author isn't H.P. Lovecraft, is it? No, I mean, of course not. No, no. 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 The, the book's not a lot technical. newer than that. <laughs> right, good. Show. I mean they took
0: a lot of inspiration from his work for the show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, that's it for TV news. <laughs> and now <laughs> on to the
1: recommend section. Jason, what do you got? Okay. What I'm going to give you is a TV show and this is a TV show that I did not think I would ever watch or be interested in. Um I'm not usually into shows that are set like during, you know, like uh, the Victorian error i don't even know if that's i don't i don't even know if that's the correct time frame i know where you're going with this what what is it what am i recommending well it sounds like you're about to recommend the nevers no i don't know what that is and that's That's that sounds lame
0: that's the just show (laughs) it's on binge ah yeah oh well that's why that's why that's popular victorian era
1: x-men run I wasn't okay, into actually, it. but anyway so i apologize that actually sounds <laughs> out of the corner. like what was that no nah, that still sounds it's not, like it. It. It's um, not good i'm recommending the great it's on it's on stan it's a comedy drama television series um i think it was through like hulu and stuff but here in australia you can get it on stan um it's described as anti-historical so it's not um accurate at all It's loosely based on the rise to power of Catherine the Great, Empress of all Russia. Ten episodes. We've got Elle Fanning as Empress Catherine II and Nicholas Holt as Emperor Peter III. Um, Like I said, this is not a show I ever thought I would gravitate towards or enjoy, but I swear, give it one episode. And by the end of that first episode, I was like, "Um, I'm in. Give, give me more and this was what a fun watch just they're taking uh, they're taking this this period in history this rise to power of this empress this marriage um and it's got all this like don't let this put you put you off but, like the political intrigue the like um getting getting the church on board getting the military on board um you know getting the you know social aspects of like, you know, like the, the court, the, oh, it's, it's, it's just really funny. Uh, What Nicholas Holt is doing as the emperor, as this very spoiled self-absorbed, I am so great kind of um, mentality. um, And then his interaction with all these other characters and then L Fanning's um, sort of progressive, sort of views as a, both like a woman and just as, as a leader. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I can't oversell it enough. Um, I didn't even know where this show came from, but it was, it was great. So I don't know if you've heard of it or... Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard of it. My wife loved it. Like oh, she so okay. binged and, and it, and like watched it in
0: no time like at all. A, I've seen bits of it when I walked into the room. But yeah, maybe if I gave it a chance like you did i'd get something out of it but i i, I know like the being... two of
1: us i just we, thought... we don't watch shows like no. the the crown or oh, What's oh that i with
0: <laughs> like, so i just yeah. i saw it i thought <laughs> well you know this is one of your shows you you watch this and i'll go and do something else
1: but no, it's so it's so funny it's violent it's crude like there's sexy times it's great. <laughs> I think the ship sailed for me though,
0: because she's seen it,
1: and I'm uh, not going to so say if that you wouldn't myself. So it,
0: it sounds like I potentially missed something good here, but but that's okay. I
1: ain't never too late, mate. Never too late.
0: I'm going to also recommend a TV show. I'm going to recommend Nevers? No, <laughs> honestly, I I would never. I would never. I give it a handful. You would of never episodes. recommend the
1: Nevers? No,
0: I give it a handful of episodes. <laughs> Nick Frost is in the pilot. It was fun. But other than that, that, not for me. I'm going to recommend Intelligence. It is a British sitcom. It's been running for two seasons so far. And I think the second season has dropped fairly recently. It follows an NSA agent who teams up with a computer analyst to form a new cybercrimes unit in the UK's government communications headquarters. That sounds very dry. The show itself is funny. Workplace comedy starring Nick Mohammed, who also created the show, and David Schwimmer. So it's one of those shows where it's a UK comedy, but they've brought in a US actor. You've know, got Ted Lasso, the soccer comedy. Incredible. Jason Sudeikis is in that. That was also a lot of fun. But this show, I would say, it's a good show. It's not a laugh a minute. It's not a great show, but it's one you could just put on and enjoy. You've got two seasons, six episodes each, and here in Australia, it's available to watch on ABC iView.
1: You watch so much stuff on ABC iView, it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> hey, it's a good place to go. They have a lot of good yeah. English content on there. But yes, That's good point. It. I've <laughs> <laughs> it tends to be where it's made available, though. I don't, know where, the I don't know where it they aired in the UK, maybe Sky or somewhere. But here in Australia, ABC iView is worth checking out. And, and it's fun, like, it's it is fun. It is fun. It's good to see David Swimmer doing something. You know what? I am so surprised. And I think we've done a couple of movie shows now. And maybe not the last one, but the one before. I was so sure that you were going to recommend Friends of the Reunion. I made no effort whatsoever to put it in any of my notes. And neither (laughs) of us brought it up. But what I will say, I did enjoy that. Not all of it. There's some things I didn't need. Oh, yeah, no, same. the, The six together, magic. I don't, Do you want, uh, I don't need James Corden. I don't need to hear nah, what David that. Beckham thinks or what... Kim no, Beckham who the hell? Thinks. Yeah, nah. I don't need a fashion wait, show 100%. with Justin Bieber. Just give me... 100%. Just give me the 100%. friends together. But for me, a massive oh, takeaway right from that <laughs> is, is how much like David Schwimmer is... Like, how how important... You can see how important he is to that group. You know, And there's certain parts of the show where he was taking lead... You know, that uh, not the game show round, you know, he was leading that. And you hear, you know, I've heard things over the years of behind the scenes like contract negotiations and things like that. And he heavily was involved in that in helping his co stars. So I don't know. I think on the back of that, and then coming back to intelligence for a second series, I was like, yes, I want to see some more David Schwimmer in intelligence. I got it there. It's a fun show worth checking out but yeah, friends of reunion i can't believe we didn't talk about it until now i feel
1: like we i always feel like we we should but i think i think you pretty much pointed out all the um uh the highlights of the friends reunion that shouldn't have been in there but like 100 percent, like the opening scene where they're all meeting each other again and they're sitting around on the set like oh man like i was already like oh this is full on this is emotional this is yeah and then when they're just having fun just talking to one another looking at like old clips um, you know, catching up with some you know, mm. guest stars here and there. I was like, "This is cool." It really I was. Scrap, yeah. the rest of it. Just didn't need the rest of it. it was, yeah, uh...
0: just give me a tight forty-five minutes <laughs> of all of them together
1: and just trim yeah. all the fat. Like I don't know, just didn't need the rest. But that's yeah, the friends reunion. There we go. There you go. You've got thirty-second recommends review. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, a quick uh, <laughs> review.
0: <laughs> there we go. Okay, well, we're at the trivia section, so I did warn you it's not very good. Um, <laughs> I think I already I feel, feel like, what you said
1: it was going to be about. It was gonna uh, be about Joel. Huh? No, <laughs> be looking Joel, um, Kate Beckinsale. There we go. God, it's, uh, um, whatever the trivia's going to be, electric. That's all I know. Um, well, lower your hopes because it won't be. Oh. There's been little
0: tidbits of trivia just randomly handed out throughout the out the show. I just looked, right? Because I wanted it to be current to something new we're talking about. And there's only one piece of trivia on IMDb for the movie Jolt. And I'm just going to tell you now. Kate Beckinsale actually dyed her hair blonde. There you go. For the role. She dyed it blonde. That's trivia. Look at IMDb. That is literally it. The one piece of trivia they have.
1: The actual interesting trivia is the fact that there's only one piece of trivia on a okay, movie. I think that's that's interesting in itself. So two and bits in, of interesting trivia. One, there's only one bit uh, of trivia and two. And the actual the actual yeah. trivia is so shit that it's actually interesting that someone's actually gone to the effort to put that in there. Yeah. She actually cool. dyed her hair blonde. Well, I mean, what do they do? What do people normally do? They put a wig on them?
0: Wig, temperate. I, I don't know what people do, but all I know is what she's done for this movie. <laughs> she's committed enough that she's actually dyed a hair blonde. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. Gotta say, that's gotta be a new
1: low trivia but good job anyway we are on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram as that film's You podcast and all our episodes can be found on our website that film's podcast.com
0: bit uncalled for mate i was up here right, for just, that bit of um, that, uh, trivia i
1: just I just gotta that's the bar now it's, <laughs>
0: long, <mate>. it's, it's, <laughs> i've set the bar low if you missed it Rewind and review took us back to two thousand and one to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of the Fast and the Furious. And it sounds like comics revisited G.I. Joe
1: The Rise of Cobra. I like how we just like start having conversations during our outro now. It's it's good. It's like who knows what's gonna happen. It's... Yeah, who knows? <laughs> anyway, maybe we'll who knows? continue
0: with the outro. Who knows?
1: Stay tuned for our upcoming review of Black Widow. Finally,
0: I mean, hey, the Finally. day's away. Yeah. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Hello and welcome to another episode No. What are you doing, mate? (laughs) I did that last time. Last time. You did. Wrong show. Wrong show. I wish I did.